0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Greetings, all you sheepdogs and warriors out there all across America. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is Skip Correale, your host. Of course, as usual, I'm in my mobile command post at a rather unusual location. I like to go someplace different every single week. I am at Oak Hill Cemetery in the thriving metropolis of Orangeville, Michigan. It is uh, a tiny place. Orangeville is where I grew up. It has a gas station, a tavern, and a couple of churches. We do have a stop sign. Actually, one, two. We have three stop signs. So it's a great place to grow up. I love it here. But anyways, I am looking out at the cemetery. I come here when I write, when I'm writing a book or an article or whatever. That probably sounds a little bizarre, but right now I'm looking over at my father's grave. He died when I was 28. I'm 59 now, but we have the same name. My real name is not Skip Coriel. That's a nickname that my grandma gave to me when I was three or four years old. But my father's name is Jerome Edward Coriel Jr., and I am Jerome Edward Coriel III. Since I was 28 years old, I've been looking down at my father's grave, seeing my own name on a tombstone. Talk about foreshadowing there, a little spooky. But it reminds me that every day could be my last, and I need to make the best of my time and live my life in a way that is honoring to God and to my fellow man. So I guess that's a good thing. Today, we have uh, a good show for you today. I told you last week we were going to do a show on aging and personal defense, and we are definitely going to do that today. We will be interviewing self-defense instructor Bill Keller. Bill Keller is from Iowa. He has his own gun range down there, and he has written a book titled Just the Basics, A Guide for the New Shooter. We'll be talking about his book in keeping with the topic of the show Bill Keller is no longer a spring chicken. So we'll be talking to Bill about what's it like being an old fart. Now, of course, I could just tell you myself because I'm 59 years old. But let's get a couple of different perspectives on that because it's different for everybody. And uh, so we'll have a good time with that. What have I been doing in my personal life? Oh, I have been uh, training a couple of days ago. It was nine degrees and snowing. And I was out on the gun range. If you go to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash skipcoriel, you will see pictures of me on the gun range in my black Arctic car hearts making snow angels on the gun range. Uh it was just a small class, seven students, but man, it was cold. It was cold. We had a lot of malfunctions uh with the pistols just because of of the uh, temperature. But we made it it through okay, and everyone had a good time, and no one died from frostbite, which is definitely a plus. It's bad public relations when your concealed carry students die on the range. Uh, I'm a little leery to... All right, let's move right along in keeping with the topic of the show, self-defense and aging. News stories, self-defense news stories. Ah, here's a good one. From EagleRising.com, the headline reads, 91-year-old man defends himself from robber in a very unexpected way. You know, I would think that anytime a 91-year-old man or woman defends themselves from a robber, it's unexpected. Because they just do not expect a 91-year-old person to defend themselves. In what appeared to be an attempted robbery near Detroit, Michigan, a 91-year-old man defended himself by pulling out his own handgun and shooting the suspect once in the neck, sending the would-be robber fleeing. The suspect was apprehended by police, and they are calling the incident a clear-cut case of self-defense. Well, I would certainly hope so. You know, I've been looking for the upside of getting old, and I'm having trouble finding, and I'm 59, you know, years old, and the older I get, the slower I get, Uh, my hearing goes bad, my eyesight goes bad, I lose strength. Maybe the only upside is when someone attacks me, I can just shoot the son of a bitch, because no one expects me to be able to defend myself in any other way. So that's one advantage. Of course, I have to hear him coming, and see him coming, and all these other things, and Hey, it's just getting tougher. Here's the article. It says, it happened around 10.15 in the morning in the city of East Point, just north of Detroit, that a 91-year-old man had exited his car in a local Rite Aid parking lot. So He was probably there for his medication because he's 91 years old. A younger man, <laughs> wouldn't take a whole lot to be younger, a younger man in his late 20s or early 30s, approached the elderly man, pointing an unknown object at the man and displaying erratic behavior. Feeling threatened, the older man warned the suspect that he was armed and that he would use his handgun if he continued any closer. Now, that that's pretty good. I mean, 91 years old, but he still got his faculties about him, issued a warning first, kept the guy at distance, because um, once a 20-some-year-old guy... It's on a 91-year-old guy, you don't have a prayer. When the suspect didn't appear to heed any of the older man's warnings, the 91-year-old drew his firearm and pointed it at the suspect. According to police, the victim had warned the robber three or four times. When the younger man continued to pursue his victim with an object pointed at him, the elderly man shot him once, hitting him in the neck. You know, the poor old guy saw an object, but he probably couldn't tell whether it was a gun or a knife or a rolling pin, for that matter, uh, simply because, you know, my eyes, I've noticed, are not what they used to be. They're just a shadow of my former eyes, and uh, sometimes that's all I see are shadows. I just can't see as well, uh, especially at night. So I am not surprised. He And that probably made him hold off longer. The suspect suffered a non-fatal gunshot wound. Oh, darn that sent him fleeing. Police were able to nab him and talk with him despite his injury and still erratic behavior. He was taken to the hospital. Following the incident, the older man, who is a concealed pistol license holder, went to the East Point Police Station, the right thing to do, and provided his statement. He is cooperating with police, but at this time, they see no reason to think the incident was anything other than self-defense. As Sergeant Martin Campbell with the East Point Police Department said, nothing's ever clear-cut. But that's what we're calling it right now, an attempted robbery shooting. Awesome. I like this story. I think he made the right decision here. I mean, some people will say, well, that's a little questionable. He never really saw a weapon. He just saw an object. When you're 91 years old, you can't take a chance. You can't take the chances like you used to. You know, when I was 25, you know, I could hold off a little longer, you know, cause I have the option of fighting. I have the option of running away. When you're 91, you don't have the option of fighting because you're going to lose, and you certainly can't run away. I mean, you can barely walk. When I'm 91 years old, you know, if I can pump blood and my lungs can breathe air, then that's a victory. Every day, it's a victory for me. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to. I've got one more here. 80-year-old man defends himself against three home invaders. Oh, a spring chicken compared to this uh, last guy. A recent self-defense shooting by an 80-year-old man facing three home intruders in Fairmont, West Virginia. According to a post on the Fairmont Police Department of West Virginia Facebook page, it says the 80-year-old robbery victim stated that he had heard someone come to his door late at night and concealed a pistol on his person before in before going to see who it was excellent move on his part you know an 80 year old guy you know once you open that door you're probably not gonna be able to get to the firearm it's not you're gonna take off running you can barely move as it is a young female was there oh every man's achilles heel a young female was there telling him that she needed to use his phone for an emergency he allowed her to come in and she was immediately followed in by two white males dressed in dark clothes who threatened the resident with what appeared to be a handgun. Again, he maybe didn't get a good look at it. Eyesight isn't what it used to be. So assuming that it's a gun after they've already broken into your house is probably a wise move. Folks, 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds, even guys my age, we grew up in a time where chivalry was not dead. So it's really hard for us to turn away a damsel in distress because we were taught to help that damsel in distress. And I'm sure they played on those instincts here. I mean, it works two ways with with a younger guy. The damsel in distress is playing on uh, the man's testosterone. So good looking woman. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to want to let her in uh, because he has uh, his own nefarious uh, thoughts. And with the older guy, He's just trying to be nice and help out uh, a young lady who could be the age of his great-great-granddaughter. Bad move on his part, though. As the two men were demanding items from the victim, he produced his firearm and discharged it at his alleged assailants. That's funny how they call them alleged assailants. (laughs) They, They broke into his house and attacked him, and it's an alleged assailant. At least three of his fired projectiles found their marks. For 80 years old, that's not bad shooting. I imagine it was very close range. But, hey, any shot on body when you're 80 years old is a good shot. You know, folks, people are still using that can I use your phone uh, trick. You know, especially a young woman, she's got a cell phone. She's got an iPhone. She's got an Android, whatever. Don't fall for that. Do not let them into into your house, especially if you're 80 years old. I mean, you have your own liability that that you have to worry about once that woman gets into your home and you're a man she can accuse you of anything even uh, if there aren't two young guys coming in after her. don't let them in the house offer to call police for them. Usually they'll go away when they realize you're the sharpest tool in the shed. Don't let them gain sympathy. you can get this poor woman help without putting yourself at risk. Multiple attackers. Again, this is happening more and more. It's okay to have high capacity magazines. And when you're, when you're talking about your home defense gun, uh, you don't have to worry about bulk. It's there. It's in your gun safe. Uh, you can get it out when you need it. That 17, 19 round magazine comes in handy when you're talking about three assailants. In a case like this, that five shot revolver, is not going to make you feel real secure uh, because you're going to need more than five five rounds. But hey, again, the good thing that he did was he armed himself before going to the door, which is just fantastic. I mean, I I got to give it to the guy. It's like in football, he he fumbled the ball, but then he recovered it. He made a mistake when he when he opened the door to a stranger. Do not open the door to a stranger. Even if you're in the country, don't open your door to a stranger. The guy lived. The bad guy. Well, I believe one of them died. Yes. His, na- his name was Shaver. There's a picture. He's got purple hair. Well, uh, one, the one died. One man died. Uh, the other one was hit in the lower torso. The female fled unharmed. Well, hey, I'd say this was a pretty good uh, a pretty good lesson for the young female and the guy who lived. Uh, the guy that died, he doesn't need any further uh, lesson. Um, we are about out of time for this segment, but we, when we come back, we will have Bill Keller, a firearms instructor from Iowa and the author of Just the Basics, A Guide for the New Shooter. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
2: My name is CJ Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coriel. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right
1: back.
3: Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport. The first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you.
0: Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay,
3: this is Skip Coriel with the Home Defense Show. We are back on our special show on aging and self-defense. And as I was thinking about this show, I thought, Okay, I need some old people to talk to so I can, uh, you know, just say, you know, what's it like to be old and have to defend yourself? So I immediately thought of my friend Bill Keller from down in Iowa, who was also a firearms instructor. Bill Keller, uh, you old fart, welcome to the show. <laughs> wow. All right, well, I'm, I'm officially not an old fart. I
4: define myself as a cog. A crotchety old guy, and I'll
3: take that. Old, old part, not quite. But I'm well, thanks. Thanks for the call. Well, you've probably never been introduced like that before, have you? No, only by my wife. <laughs> okay. All right, fantastic. Well, Bill, you are the uh, author um, of "Just the Basics," a, uh, a guide to the new shooter, correct? correct? I am. Okay, and uh, people can get that on Amazon.com. Go ahead, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Um, Obviously, you're a firearms instructor. I believe you're in eastern Iowa. Tell us about your range, about your book, about all things uh, Bill Keller. All
4: right. Well, you know, it goes back to one of the things that every firearms instructor says or any shooter says, I've been shooting all my life. So have drug dealers. (laughs) There, there, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Um, I started I started my firearms career, if we want to call it that, at the hands of my Uncle Ted uh, next to his cottage on the shores of Little Island Lake in Lake Michigan with a uh, Colt Woodsman 22 caliber pitch, pistol, which I still have in my state. It, uh, it, it has a lot of good memories. But you know, I, I don't think I, I took any untraditional paths. I I did hunt in my youth. I'm not a big hunter, to be honest. Uh, but I certainly hunted in my youth. Uh, went in the military in 1968 in the Air Force. Um, spent my time in the Southeast Asia Paradise from 69 to 70. Um, transferred from the regular Air Force to the Air National Guard, and finally retired um, as an avionics officer out of the Des Moines unit, the 132nd Tactical Fighter Wing in Des Moines. So it covered 21 years. And throughout that time, um, as an enlisted, we traditionally uh, qualified, quote-unquote, with an M16, which basically means you could put rounds on a, on a silhouette-sized target at 100 yards, and then once I became an officer, that moved to uh, 50 feet with a um, an old K-frame Smith and Wesson 38 caliber pistol, uh, and that that was the pretty much the extent of my uh, my war career, and military career. Nothing nothing fancy there at all. The shooting carried forward though. I've I've always found it relaxing and uh, challenging to try and put bullets in small holes. Small groups on target. It it hit some sort of chord with me. Towards 2011, the state of Iowa transfer moved to a must-issue state. Up until that time, it was the may it, it was a may-issue state up entirely to the discretion of the local sheriff. Um, in January 2011, though, it became a must-issue state. And I kind of looked around at my friends that were buying firearms and thinking, oh, holy crap, I wish they knew just a little bit more about handgun hand, handgun safety, and especially a defensive use of a handgun. So I went down the uh, the NRA instructor route. I'm a basic pistol, basic rifle, basic shotgun, first protection inside the home, outside the home. I'm a chief radio safety officer, as well as being a training counselor. So I've... I've covered a lot of bases there, and um, find honestly that I spend most of my training time rifle and shotgun in the scouting community. I am um, our local council's um, shooting sports director, so I'm responsible for making sure all the all the programs at camp and in the packs for uh, Cub Scouts and troops for Boy Scouts meet all the current requirements for the Boy Scouts. Um, And then I kind of settled in on defensive pistol as as a place to spend most of my time because people, when they think about firearms training, they want to get training to get their permit. They're really not thinking any any farther than that. And the word permit means
3: whatever it means in the particular state that you're in. Tell us about the the class that you teach now and – about your your range, How is, what is your range like? Okay, well the, the class
4: I, I primarily teach now is called the Foundations of Defensive Pistol. It's one of the initial courses of a new shooting group that's out there called napsi National Association of Professional Professional Shooting Instructors, and um, and we do have a for you know shameless plug here. We do have our curriculum if anyone wants to become an instructor. Uh, using the nasty curriculum, that's also a path, too, that if somebody's diligent about trying to catch up with me, I will be glad to give you the information you want. But anyway, the idea behind that was that it seems like there's, um, there's a mix of either traditional sports shooting, so you take a pistol class and you learn how to make holes on paper, and then there's the other side that I kind of default to that borders on tactical, which is more the let's just start shooting the gun approach. Both can be done well, I have, and I have no objections to those. It's just not where my head is. So the foundations of defensive pistol kind of starts in the middle. Um, I cover all the information on the basic firearm, starting with single-action revolver and going up through a single-action, double-action, semi-automatic pistol and everything in between. And we talk about ammunition, how it works, but then we add in holsters, and we add in belts, and we add in uh, the way you dress, uh, whether it be for the range or every day for concealment. We talk about on-body carry and off-body carry. Uh, we touch on AOJP, ability, opportunity, jeopardy, and preclusion, <clears throat> and how that dials into your own individual defense should you ever be de- uh, involved in a, in a defensive shooting. Uh, we talk about documentation. Uh, the phrase I use is practice to purpose. When you go to the range, have a reason. Work on something, uh, whether it be a draw from a holster or whether it be work trigger press or uh, shooting from concealment. But have a reason for going. Don't just throw a target downrange, throw a bunch of holes in it, um, and, you know, kind of swipe your hands together and say, yep, I got my training in for the week or the month or whatever. Um, we talk, I talk about training consistency. I urge my students to buy 1,000 rounds of ammunition in January and then divvy out 100 rounds a month. You'll undoubtedly miss a couple months of training, but then by the end of the year you've gone through 1,000 rounds, you've gone to the range at least 10 times, and you've gotten some work done. And then document that. We all walk around with these little things in our pocket nowadays called cell phones only they're not just cell phones. They're high-definition video cameras. They're high-def cameras. Uh, They're voice recorders. So typically what I'll do is I'll mark up my target uh, with the date, what the purpose was, what I was working on, and then I take a picture of it and I throw it in my long-term storage so in case my life ever really goes sideways in a really big way, I can, I can show proof that, yes, I do work on my craft. I, you know, I didn't just go get a ticket and threw a gun in my pocket and off I went. Um, as far as the range, I, I work out of the small range. It happens to be our local Isaac Walton League. We've got um, a two-lane, uh, 100-yard range, a one-lane, 50-yard range, and then a four-lane, uh, 50-foot range, and then we can kind of divvy that up. I also, um, I guess you'd call me an adjunct instructor for our local police department and so we've made some modifications in the range so that they can bring a cruiser in and do the night qualification and all of that stuff and and this year they've um they've done all their qualification work for our police department as well as about six others in the region that came over to um uh, to do their qual shoots and then also some training in um in November, I took their patrol rifle course, two two day, twenty four hour course on how to use a patrol rifle because they're they're just now rolling those out in their squad car. and they wanted some help teaching that as well. But before I could help them, I really needed to see how they taught it, so we did that too. Um, so you know, big, bigger rangers aren't always better, in my opinion. We're we're nice, we're small, we're intimate. Um, you have to pay a range fee if you're a member to uh, to use the range, and then you also have to take range safety training, of course, uh, for basic firearm safety, that kind of thing.
3: Mm, fantastic. Uh, Bill, before I get too uh, too far here, I want to thank you for your, your service to our country. I always do that, uh, you know, being a veteran myself. So thank you for your, your service in the Air National Guard and in the Air Force. Bill, uh, your book. Uh, just the Basics. A lot of what you've been talking about, this is also in your book uh, as well, isn't it? It is. The uh, The idea for the book actually came from my blog. Uh, I, I am a, I don't know, by
4: some standards I'm a, uh, I'm an avid blogger and by some I'm kind of a piker. I'm up to about a million words now, whatever that means. I, I focus on and I specifically call out the new and inexperienced shooter because there's a crap load of them out there, um, oh, yes. all, the way, all the way from the, you know, the the young guy who just got, um, you know, just hit 21 and he went and got his first pistol, but he's never really done any hard work with the handgun, to uh, this past fall. One of my students was a, um, well, about a 72-year-old lady who uh, lives in, the, in a rural area. Uh, her husband had passed away. And she felt unsafe in her home. Um, she thought she needed a gun, but she felt unsafe just going and buying a gun. So she used my class as a starting point. Um, so the, the people I work with uh, and I focus on and, and the folks I want to work with are those people that they have no real history with firearms, especially pistols and especially from a personal defense point of view. So the book is exactly that. It's just the basics. We go through every type of firearm, including rifles and shotguns, uh, tactical firearms, the the uh, the AR-15 carbine, uh, a tactical shotgun. Um, we talk about different types of ammunition, how they work. <clears throat> we uh, we spend a fair amount of time on rifles, and um, and then we work our way through everything from basic uh, basic grips to shooting positions to use of cover, use of concealment. It's all the things that if you're looking for a foundation, a beginning point, a starting point for a um, building a skill set of defensive shooting, that was,
3: that was my point. Um, Absolutely and, and Bill, you' you know I'm so impressed with this book because it is so comprehensive. I mean, it's all there from, from the history of gunpowder, the history of guns, all the way up through how how to use them and all that. Bill, we're just about out of time for this segment. Folks, we will uh, go away for a few minutes, and when we come back, we will talk uh, to Bill Keller some more specifically about individual concerns that aging people have with self-defense.
5: Welcome to my dad. Home Defense
4: Radio Show. You're going to love
2: it.
5: Visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're
0: listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
3: Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show I'm with Skip Coriel. We are interviewing Bill Keller from Iowa, a firearms instructor and author of Just the Basics, A Guide for the New Shooter. Bill, welcome back to the show. Um, We we know all about you now, who you are. Bill, let's talk now about self-defense as it applies to people who are aging, people who, you know, I like to say, you know, I'm 59 years old, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, but I'm a shadow of my former self. And I think you understand what I mean when I say something like that, don't you? I have no idea what you're talking about.
4: Uh, yes, <laughs> you are a um, well, yeah. <laughs> it, it like that, Bill. It it is kind of funny as we sit and talk. I'll I'll be 67 in April, so I'm 66. Uh, thank you for all the young folks that are listening contributing to So, security. I enjoy the check every month. Thank you very much. And and what what really is shocking is when you sit here and you look back and. In, in my head and in a lot of ways that I feel, I don't feel any different than I did when I was 16. I, I really don't. I, I don't say that in jest. I, I really don't. Um, where the differences are noticeable, like I said, I did a patrol rifle carbine class in November. It was cold, mid-30s, mid to low 30s. It rained and snowed the whole time. And you're on a range, rolling through, sitting, stealing, manding, land, uh, standing, and prone, Rolling through qualification drills as well as training drills with guys that are 28 years old, almost 40 years difference. It it makes a difference.
3: Yeah. Last uh, this past year, I, I can relate to you because I took a uh, combat focused shooting course with uh, Rob Tinkus from Ice Training, and man, I at the time I had a back injury. I had herniated a disc in my in my lower back, L2 L3 region. And it just was not healing up. And, boy, we actually got to a point where I had to stop training because the whole left sciatica was so bad in my left leg, it just totally shut down and my leg collapsed. And those are things that typically don't happen to 20-year-olds. And when you say, in my mind, I still kind of think the same way I did when I was 20 years old, man, I can relate to that because, you know, on the on the inside, in my brain, I'm still that 20-year-old, you know, United States Marine who just wants to go out there, you know, take names, kick ass, run up and down the hill and do all the things that I used to do, but my body won't cooperate with me anymore. So I really understand what you're talking about with that. Yeah,
4: and, and if whoever is listening to this, you know, if they're in their mid-30s, mid-40s, something like that, it's kind of like, oh, God, two old guys talking about you eating things. And, and, that, and I think that's part of it. What what I've noticed is that training that pushes, training that allows you to grow, if you're, I don't know, past 50, 60, it's going to hurt. It just is. You know, talk about up. take some pre-medicate. I, I can't say that enough, and I don't say that in just either. Pre-medicate. I usually throw down two or three 500-milligram ibuprofen before I go to the class or go to the range. And and it helps. So you, you know, you gotta, you gotta work with what you got. That said, there, there are some specific things that I think, uh, you need to pay attention to. And I've kind of watched that as older shooters have come through. One is that, uh, eyesight changes quicker than pretty much anything else. When I hit 40, I, I went through about a week and a half of some pretty advanced flu stuff. And when I was done with that, I had one eye that focused literally focused six inches different than the other. Uh, this, wow. this change happened in less than ten days. Uh, you know, so it's something you have to adapt to and pay attention to. Now, what I do notice is that for me, my my issue is reading reading. So once I once I extend my arms, you know, I have no problem picking up front sights or um, or, or target that kind of thing. So that, that's something to pay attention to. The other is trying to find a balance between does it hurt and is your mobility genuinely diminished in some way? Whether it be, yeah. you know, because of, of lifelong injuries. Uh, for example, again, going back to the, uh, the firearm training I was doing with the local police force, one of the uh, reserve officers is a Marine still. He's a reserve Marine on his way of, of getting out because he was blown up a couple times. Um, yeah. his, his mobility has been affected, and you find ways to work with that. Um, older people. Another thing, if you're an instructor and you have older people on the range, two, two examples. One was I was doing a personal protection outside the home advanced class, uh, instructor class, very warm day at the end of March. And one of the instructors who was mid-60s, all of a sudden she was leaning up against the berm, and I realized that I had not been paying attention to them, her specifically, because I felt fine, but the heat was definitely getting to her. Another thing that seems to be common, more common with males than females as they get older, I've, I've noticed at least watching them on the range, uh, they seem to pick up tremors earlier. Um, And I had one fellow who had a a pretty distinct tremor, had had a difficult time actually shooting the qual course because of the tremor, and then he got a slide bite, and I could not get it to stop bleeding. Uh, So finally it it occurred to me, are are you on a blood thinner? Well, he was. That just meant that I needed to use harder direct pressure. Um, By the way, take a first aid kit to the range when you go because you'll use it sometime. But anyway, you know, those kinds of things that – they're irritations. They aren't limitations. They're just, in my opinion, irritations. You know, so after I got yes. done with my carving class in
3: November, I heard more. be skippy. I, I just did. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a really good point. And, you know, it's a difference between young and old. When I was younger, you know, I would go out and especially, you know, in the military, they teach you to push yourself, always push yourself push yourself to your limit, and then go another 10%. And that's fine when you're young because you're not damaging yourself permanently when you do that. But when you get older, it's different. You can push yourself all the way to your limit. And if you keep going, there is a major price to pay for that. So, you know, it's kind of like Clint Eastwood. You know, he says a man's got to know his limitations. You do have to know your limitations. You know, you get you get north of 50 Things are changing. You know, you can still train. You can still push yourself hard, but you gotta know when to back off and then when to go again. And, uh, I've noticed the whole tremor thing as well with my students. It, it's hard for them to hold a tight group because their hands are shaking. And it's not like you can just say, hey, stop shaking, stop shaking like that because they can't help it. The eyesight thing. It's, it's yep. like uh, the older I get, the farther out I have to hold my iPhone when I'm reading it. And uh, m- my wife thinks that's hilarious because she's 20 years younger than me, but, you know, her time's coming too. Yeah, but she'll, she'll be spending your life insurance by that time, so you'll never get it back,
4: <laughs> you know?
3: You're right. Well, that's life insurance. That's okay. <laughs>
4: but, but no, I you know, you're exactly right. And I, I don't know what – the thing it doesn't take away, though, is – and I tell that to my students, just because you're older, just because there are some things that are harder, it doesn't take away your responsibility in a defensive situation to place accurate shots on your threat. You, just, you, you know, you can't blindly shoot somewhere and say, well, I, I, I felt in fear for my life, so I, I shot warning shots at him or I shot rounds where I thought he was. I couldn't quite see him but I shot that direction anyway. All of those things, you know, are just fraught with danger and can go sideways in such a big way that um, there's, there's just balance in all of that. Uh, and then, honestly, um, there will come a day, depending on, on what you are, let's say you're a, a law enforcement officer doing a, a low-light call, and all of a sudden you're old enough or you're a retired law enforcement officer and you're trying to hang on to that firearm and that carry that uh um, the federal carry, prevent as long as you can, and all of a sudden you can't distinguish the target in low light anymore. You know, there will come a day when you've got to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I, I don't think I better do this
3: anymore. It's not safe. Those are all hard things to approach. Yeah, and it's not something that you want to do. And like I said, you, you know, you want to hold on to it as, as long as you can. I had a, one of my students a couple of months ago Vietnam-age vet, uh, you know, 72 years old, um, had a semi-automatic. You know, he uh, has problems with uh, his uh, chest, problems breathing, it's on oxygen, uh, the strength in his hands are gone, and, you know, he sh- wanted to shoot a semi-automatic, and it got to the point where he could not safely rack the slide, and he ended up instead of backing off and going to something different, uh, he ended up shooting himself in, in the hand trying to unload that. So if you hang on too long and resist, then there can be a price uh, to pay. You know, you yeah. got to be so careful. Yeah,
4: I, but, I, you know, that's, that's everything across the board if you if you talk about specifically the, the issue of aging. I had an aunt who... They finally got to the point where they disassembled their distributor because they they took away her license. They did everything they could to get her to stop driving, and she wouldn't. Yeah. You know, she couldn't, she couldn't really see the road, but she was still insistent that she was going to drive, by golly, no matter what. So, yeah, there's, there's balance there. On the other side of the coin, I think um, older shooters that have been around the block, they have a tendency to be – a little more focused, uh, especially once you get them past all the basics and all of a sudden they're doing the real work. You know, they're they're refining the skill set, they're building the skill set. Those folks have a tendency to to do the work and be diligent and actually go to the range and train as opposed to the, to the young guy or the young woman who does one course and say, yep, now I know it all. So yeah. there's a balance there, too, you know, and – with age comes wisdom is one of the old sayings, and, and there's some truth to
3: that. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I, I think the, the the part that I don't like is just now, when I'm old enough and wise enough to finally do, you know, some some good, my, my body goes to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> 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 well, I, that's the way that it is. Yeah, Bill, we are out of time for this segment, but before we go, Will you please uh, give out your contact info, your website, whatever you want to uh, give out, in case people want to uh, get a hold of you, ask you questions, or uh, get your book? How can people do that, Bill? Sure. Well, the, the book is, easy, just look for Bill Keller on Amazon. Ignore the
4: old editor from the New York Times. I'm not that Bill Keller. And uh, just the basics uh, will get you there. Um, the, as far as getting a hold of me, my email address is wkeller, W K E L L E R, at eiaft.com. Echo India Alpha Foxtrot com. And also, I, I've got a blog out there that at least I think there's value in it, and that's eiaft.blogspot.com. That, that's kind of all my musings, what I think is important. I review all the courses that I take. I, I
3: review range trips. Um, it's how I do things. All right. Bill, thank you very much for being on the Home Defense Show. We appreciate it. We especially appreciate the benefit of the wisdom of your advancing years, and we hope that they keep advancing for a whole lot more. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you for being on the Home Defense Show. We will be right back.
5: My name is Felix Corriette. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Corio. We'll be right back.
2: Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. or your loved one, can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com.
0: You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. We are having a good time today. I especially enjoy it when I can talk to someone who's actually older than I am. Do you realize I had a tough time finding a firearms instructor who was older than I was? So thank God for Bill Keller. And I hope to God he has a good sense of humor. We have talked about a lot of stuff. And I, and it's obvious to me, and probably to you by now, that when you age, things happen that you maybe didn't anticipate in my classes There's always uh, a few young people there. And I can vaguely remember being that young, you know, 21, 22 years old. In the prime of your life, you're you're the youngest, the the fastest. And what I'll tell those students is, you know what? Go home and look in the mirror. Because right now, at this point in time, you are the best you're ever going to be. You're young, you're fast, you're strong, you're sharp-witted. But I'm here to tell you, it's downhill for the rest of your life. And, of course, they don't appreciate that. It gets a laugh from all the old people that are in the class. But, you know, it's kind of true. When I was 20, I could do things that I could no longer do when I was 30. And when I was 40, I could do even less. And when I was 50, I could do even less. And uh, this year, I'm going to turn 60. That's a huge milestone for me. I've got so many miles behind me and not as many in front of me, which is a sobering fact. So live a good life, one that you don't regret. That's the lesson there. But, folks, let's talk about self-defense and aging. Um, When I was writing my book, Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry book, the very final chapter I wrote was titled, When Gunfighters Get Old. It's chapter 14. I'm just going to go ahead and read the first paragraph here so you you know what the heck I'm talking about. Chapter 14, When Gunfighters Get Old. About seven months ago, from the date of this writing, I squatted down to pick up a 50-pound bag of chicken feed. I bent my knees so I wouldn't hurt my back, and I lifted the bag and threw it up onto my right shoulder. I felt something weird give way near my left hip and then excruciating pain. I pushed the sack of feet off my shoulder and let it drop on the ground. I quickly followed it to the grass. I couldn't stand, so I had to slowly crawl my way back into the house. That was the moment in my life when I began to feel my age. I was 58 years old. Folks, man, that about sums it up for me. I mean, I spent nine months where I could only walk short distances, I could walk 20 or 30 feet, and then I had to stop. I kept teaching my classes, but I had to sit down on a stool and teach from a wooden stool because I just couldn't stand. The only way to get pain relief was to sit down and take the weight off my back. It was like that for nine months until I finally was able to get the insurance company to pay for um, the back surgery. That happened this past August. Once I had the surgery, boy, within an hour of waking up, I could stand up, I could walk around. And the first time in nine months, I was without pain. But that taught me a valuable lesson. Health and strength and speed and mobility, they are not to be taken for granted because they are fleeting. I don't care if you're 20 years old right now. Someday you will be without all of those wonderful things that are associated with youth. Now, I don't say that to discourage you. I just want you to be prepared. And and a lot of you know what I'm talking about because you're at that point in your life. I'm 59, maybe you're 60, 70, 80, maybe 40. But what I want to tell you is just because you're getting older doesn't mean you can't defend yourself anymore. Old people can defend themselves. I mean, in the first segment of the show, we talked about, what, an 80-some-year-old and a 90-year-old. They were able to take on younger, faster, meaner, stronger assailants, multiple assailants, and still win. You know, But you have to have preparation, and you have to make good decisions. Let's quickly, let, let's go over in, in the book here some of the things that are going to happen to you as you get older that are happening to me right now. We touched on some of it with Bill Keller, but let's go into it in more detail. All right, page 202, loss of speed and mobility. Oh, man, is that ever the truth. Up until about, oh, six years ago, seven years ago, I was refereeing high school and college soccer, and I would, I would referee uh, 100 to 200 games every year. And I was in pretty good shape. But then I had to quit doing that to focus on my, my businesses. You know, Midwest Tactical Training, White Feather Press, my books, the radio show, all of those things. And I just had to make a decision. I got so busy that I didn't have time to work out anymore. And that's probably what led to my back injury last year. Folks, if you're getting to that age, do not let yourself go. You need to keep working out. I know it's painful. I know it's so much more difficult the older that you get. But the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. You don't have that speed and mobility anymore. And you can't run away. That, That option is gone to me. Up until probably 10 years ago, I could still take off running. That was an option to me. Now it's not an option anymore. I cannot outrun a 20-year-old man or even a 30-year-old man or a 40-year-old man. I can't do that anymore. What that means is I have to stand and fight. And so when you train for self-defense, you pretty much have to go straight to weapons. I Remember uh, Gabe Suarez uh, last month. He said, if I'm attacked by a 25-year-old guy, I'm 56, I'm going straight to weapons. And that's the same for me. And if you are in the same boat where you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, you have to go straight to weapons. And you have to have practiced tactics that will allow you to survive. And you want it to be a short gunfight, a short altercation, because the longer it drags out, the less stamina you're going to have. And if it comes to a physical altercation, you are more likely to lose because you don't have the strength and the stamina of that younger assailant. Loss of eyesight. Oh, man. That's another reason I stopped officiating soccer. My eyesight just wasn't what it used to be anymore. Things get out farther away, and I can't see details. Uh, Bill Keller was talking about night vision. That's especially troubling. You know, nighttime, low-light conditions, that's when you're most likely to be attacked and that's when you need to see deep detail i can't see the detail like i used to anymore and it's like okay is that a gun is is that a uh is it a loaf of bread i I really sometimes i don't know i can't tell and you may be in that same boat one thing that you can do is you can avoid going out at night And that will help to some degree. Go out during the day when your eyesight is the best. That's when you should be doing your shopping, going out in public. You know, it's less likely that you'll be attacked in daylight than in nighttime. And if you're attacked in the daylight, at least you'll be able to say, okay, all right, yeah, he was holding a cell phone, not a gun. That's real important. Correct your vision. If you've got bad eyesight and it's correctable, for God's sake, correct it. Go to the doctor. Don't be proud. Uh, wear glasses if you have to. It, at this point in your life, it could be a life or death decision that you make. Loss of physical strength and stamina. Oh, you cannot take on that bad guy anymore. He's stronger. Remember Gabe Suarez talked about putting juice in your punch. If you can still work out, please work out. You know, do uh, strength training do stamina training you know do your walking do your light weights you know just because you're old doesn't mean you know you, you want to roll over and play dead loss of deterrence what does that mean well that means that the wolf who sits up on the hill looking down at all the at the caribou herd human terms that's the guy in the white panel van in the Seven Eleven parking lot looking for victims you are the guy he's looking for now. If you're 60, 70, 80 years old, you are vulnerable. He knows that you're weaker, that you're slower, that you can't see as well, um, and that you can't hear as well. All of those things make you vulnerable, and it makes you a prime target. So you're not going to be able to deter crime as, as much as you used to. I mean, 10 years ago... People would look at me and give me a pass and let me know just, they would let me go just because I carried myself well, because I I looked more dominant. Not so much anymore. I can't depend on deterrence. What does that mean? That means I avoid places today that 10 years ago I would feel confident going to. You know, I stay out of bars. Uh, I stay away from dark alleys, which you should do anyways. Okay, but don't put yourself in precarious situations. You're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to uh, go hand-to-hand combat with someone. That's all the more reason to become more and more proficient with your firearms. Now, one thing that doesn't change is the warrior spirit that you have inside you. You know, I'm 59, but inside I still feel like that 20 year old marine now i can't back that up physically but that's how i still feel inside that's the warrior mindset that doesn't that doesn't go away and you need that more than ever now that you're older because that's really where the battle is won or lost is inside your own mind so keep training keep fighting, keep learning new things. Make a plan. Decide, okay, what tactics can I use now? I'm 65 years old. Realistically, what can I do? What can I not do? And then practice what you can do and be the best at self-defense at your present age. You don't have to be a victim just because you're old. One advantage that you have is that you will be underestimated. They'll look at you and they'll see an old man or an old woman. Surprise them. When, that, when you clear leather, that gun comes out, they get that deer in the headlights look, you have the advantage. You do what you have to do to survive. Okay, folks, we're about out of time here. But I tell you, I will be at the shot show next week. I hope to interview some really exciting people there. And I would like you to go ahead and follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Skip skipcoriel or Midwest Tactical Training. Uh, the book, Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry book, if you want to read the whole chapter on when gunfighters get old, you can pick that up on Amazon.com. It's on Kindle. It's on uh, paperback. And it's also on audiobook so next week um i will be at shot show broadcasting from there and we're going to have another fun filled hour of learning how to protect yourself and your family thanks for listening please tell your friends about the show this is skip coriel from the home defense show have a good week
0: god bless you and